Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yukta Parakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sabaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitangscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripasindubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhu Namunaha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinavando Jagatprat Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi, Radhe Vrindavaneshwari, Vrishavanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priye. Prahlada Vridayaladam, Bhakta Vidyavidaranam, Sharadinduruchim Bande Parindra Varanam Harim, Vagisha Yasya Varane, Vakshmim Yasya Chavakshasi, Yasya stay fridaye sambit tam nursingham aham vaje. Ugram viramaha vishnum jvalantam sarvatomukham nursingham vishanam badram rityam rityam namam yaham. Sri nursingadeva ki jai. So, in this uh, discussion, on the occasion of the 40th Brahmotsava festival, the, uh, we can say, birthday celebration of Lord Nisingadev. I would like to begin uh, by reading from Srimad Bhagavatam. And first I have to find the verse which is known by some of you. Uh, I think this is the verse. Uh, yes. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. Okay. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. <laughs> Om Namo 
Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanarottamam Devim Sarasvatim Vyasam Tato Jayamunirayet Nashta Prayeshvabhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Nashtiki Naishtiki Bhakti. This is something we are all aspiring for. Uh, it comes from the word nishta, which is uh, a combination of sta, uh, which means to stand, and ni, which means down. And it comes to mean what Srila Prabhupada would often refer to as being fixed being fixed in Krishna consciousness. So this is the aim which is offered. Nashta prayeshvabhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya bhagavat yuttama shloke bhaktir bhavati naishtiki. It's, it's a, a hopeful statement. <laughs> it is a, a, a reassurance that if we here from Srimad Bhagavatam, this result, this is a result of, this is a result of this hearing of Srimad Bhagavatam. So I thought on this day it would be appropriate to um, refer to one of the famous prayers of Prahlad Maharaj, because I always like to feel that the hero of the story of Lord Nrsinghadev's appearance uh, is Prahlad. Uh, and um, we are especially inspired seeing Nrsinghadev. Um, and in particular, though, here in Singachalam, we're inspired to see Nrsinghadev with Prahlad on his lap. Um, there was, there was a, a question that came up uh, before installation of Prahlad Nrsinghadev, whether it was proper or not proper that Prahlad would sit on the left leg of Nrsinghadev. Yeah. What would be a problem? Well, according to Shastra, uh, the proper iconography would be that the left knee is for Lakshmi. Lakshmi sits on the left knee. So what is Prahlad doing sitting on the left knee? So there was quite some concern about this, you remember? Uh, and uh, I was somewhat concerned. I thought, well, let's see what we can uh, find out 
from some authorities in India. So uh, after the deity of Nrsinghadev arrived here, and that story I think is told in quite some detail in this book, um, the memories are there, uh, Nrsinghadev arrived sooner than anyone expected. <laughs> One day, there he was, in a big wooden box, sort of like, you called for me, here I am, so, and we had to sort of say, uh, well, we're happy you're here, but your temple is not... It's not ready yet. Uh, this building was under construction at the time. What, to, what, what shall we do? Well, we put him in a temporary place and we started making ornaments and, uh, and dress for him and so on. And at one point, Somehow I was asked to sort of oversee the worship of Nursingadev, and I thought, well, that's very wonderful, but I have no clue. <laughs> How would one imagine? Imagine you're put uh, as to oversee the worship of Nursingadev here at Sinachal. They, they say, okay, you're in charge now. And you sort of, uh, right, okay. So I thought, well... I better go find out something. So I went to India, went to South India, visited several temples. I didn't get the systematic training that our uh, Gorkeshava Prabhu, Gorkeshava Bhattacharya, yeah, he's a Bhattacharya, officially, yes. You, you, it's just, Yes, you can call him Bhattacharya Ji. Temple priest, so can be called Bhattacharya Ji. Temple priest. Okay. In any case, I didn't have this systematic training. I had a more touch and go sort of uh, learning process. But one of the first stops I made, and this is getting to the point about Prahlad with Nursingadev, I made a stop in Hyderabad. I had learned and uh, was able to, I learned that uh, Sampat Bhattacharya was residing in Hyderabad. And I knew that Sampat Bhattacharya had presided, presided at the installation of Shishi Radha Madan Mohan, I believe it's the name of the deities, in Hyderabad. That Srila Prabhupada had, you can say, commissioned um, Sampattabhattacharya and his team uh, to do the installation. And they did the full thing. <laughs> and, uh, and so I wanted to meet him and I found out where he lives and I went and I met him and he was very, very uh, welcoming, very kind and um, and uh, he spoke some English, and I remember when I mentioned to him my mission that I'm learning about worship of Nrsinghadev, he immediately started quoting verse after verse after verse after verse after verse of Bhagavatam from memory. You know, it was just 
Kantasta it was in his uh, he 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 knew uh, the whole he he knew the story not just as we might know it but he knew also the the Bhagavatam and the verses uh, so he was very happy and then um, he showed me the letter that he received from Srila Prabhupada uh, thanking him for performing this installation. He was very proud of this letter. Mm-hmm. Framed and he put it on this wall. This yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's in the database. It's in the database. I think. Yeah. Database. Uh, and then I, I dared to take out a photo of our Nursingandev. This was before he was installed. And I showed it to him and I said, uh, uh, sir, can you please tell me there is some doubt uh, about this form? We want to install Nrsingadev. Is this a problem that Prahlad is on his on on the Lord's left knee? And I sort of nervously waited while he looked at the photo, and he sort of he looked and he turned his head and he said, "Hmm." Interesting, he said. <laughs> Interesting. And I asked, is it a problem? You know. <laughs> and he said, Interesting, but not a problem. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. So we we especially uh, here at Singachalam, we, we worship Nrsinghadev in his most peaceful form. He is most peaceful with Prahlad on his, on his lap. And I always thought, I mean, parents, you know, sometimes they'll put their child on one knee and sometimes on the other knee. So, you know... And maybe sometimes uh, the wife is also on the one knee or the other knee. So it, it doesn't have to be one or the other. So I, I, I like this unusualness of uh, our Prahlad Nrsinghadev. Uh, and in any case, the point is that Prahlad is with Nrsinghadev on his lap. Nrsinghadev is very peaceful. We celebrate, uh, we worship Nrsinghadev in his very shanti form, actually. He's shanti, but you notice he smiles a little. And in his smile, you notice there's some teeth. He just reminds, you know. I have teeth also. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> For the demons. <laughs> uh, so... So I thought it's it's good if we uh, begin this discussion with a famous verse from a, a prayer by Prahlad, and which very much shows the mood of Prahlad Maharaj. He says, Naibodvijay paraduratyaya vaitaranyas tvadvirya kayanam mahamritam magnachitta Shochetato vimukachetasa indriyartha maya sukaya varam udvahato vimudhan. 
He says, O best of the great personalities, I am not at all afraid of material existence. For whoever, wherever I stay, I'm fully absorbed in thoughts of your glories and activities. My concern is only for the fools and rascals, Prabhupada's favorite expression about those who do not surrender to Krishna, the fools and rascals who are making elaborate plans for material happiness and maintaining their families, societies, and countries. I am simply concerned with love for them. So, of course, this <clears throat> prayer of uh, Prahlad is, is a kind of declaration uh, of his mood of compassion. I'm not concerned for myself. I'm fine. <laughs> I have no problems. Why do I have no problems? because I'm always absorbed in thoughts of your glories, of uh, the Lord's glories. But I do have a concern. I do have, I don't have a problem for myself, but I have a problem uh, regarding others. Uh, who are these others? As Prabhupada translates, uh, the fools and rascals <laughs> uh, who are, mm, who are, finding pleasure, sukha, in, uh, in illusion, maya sukha. Uh, and of course, this is also a concern which we learn uh, from our acharyas, from our teachers, uh, that this is what we are aspiring for, a feeling of concern. There's an expression um, which I've recently come across called compassion fatigue. Have you heard of this? Compassion fatigue. You feel sadness at some, some misfortune that you hear about. Uh, you feel compassion perhaps for people who are suffering. Um, for some time, but then you keep hearing again and again and again and again about people suffering. And after a while, you kind of turn it off. I can't... You become numb. You become, yes. You become numb. Indeed, numb, you know this word numb, N-U-M-B, means the opposite of sensitive. Uh, exactly, desensitized. You took the words right out of my mouth. No. <laughs> uh, numb or desensitized. We become desensitized. So Prahlad Maharaj, uh, we, today I would suggest one kind of prayer we may have um, as we're worship, as we're praying to Nursingadev, please protect me, please protect us, please protect, please protect. Naturally, this feeling is there, um, but also, oh, Prahlad Maharaj, please keep me sensitized. Uh, don't let me let me become more sensitized. 
to the suffering of others. And let me also do something about it, not just to think, oh, how compassionate I am. <laughs> so that, that's my um, humble suggestion. Uh, I don't want to ramble on because we have two wonderful uh, speakers to hear from. One more point, uh, point I wanted to just share. This is now part of the reminiscing, if you like. Uh, the uh, Now we go into nostalgia uh, mode. And uh, because, as was announced, and if you haven't noticed, please later, when you have darshan, do have a look at Chota Prahlad Nasinga, who is uh, on the sort of front left. Uh, he has been, continues to be very nicely worshipped in Zagreb uh, by Shimantadvi Prabhu. Are you here? He's somewhere. Oh, there you are. Hare Krishna. <laughs> so I, I wanted to tell a little bit uh, about this deity because he's he's actually the reason that Borodnersinga, uh, Praladnersinga is here. So I was in uh, Sridham Mayapur uh, as assistant uh, to Harikesh Swami at the time. This would have been nineteen. 79, I believe, around Gorpurnima, must have been around Gorpurnima. And uh, we were, I was together with him in his room um, on in the Conch building. We were, I don't know, on the second, third floor, and he had his room there. I was there in the room, and I have to confess, I don't remember the name of the devotee, but one devotee came and knocked on the door and uh, came in and and he said, Maharaj, uh, I want to give you this gift. I want to give you this deity. And it was little Prahlad Nrsinghe. So uh, Hari K. Swami graciously received uh, the gift and um, after some time and, and this... Uh, devotee who gave after some time he left. He was very much thanked. And then he turned to me and he said, well, Nrsingadeva has come. I guess we should worship him. So I was, I was the, um, we say in English, the sidekick. You say in Australia, sidekick? Yeah. I, was, I was the assistant. Uh, so this became wingman. part of my wingman. service. Wingman. Huh? Wingman. Might be wingman. 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 I never heard that before. <laughs> wingman. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sidekick. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I was the assistant, so that meant it was uh, part of my, it became part of my service. <laughs> Uh, to do the worship, and at some point, uh, the 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 white book appeared. Ah. Archana the Archana Uh and we got a copy. And Maharaj said to me at that time, 
I think you should start worshiping following this book. And so I started doing that. I w it was, for me, it was like a recipe book, you know. I had it out and, okay, step one, well, okay, step two, but you had to keep turning the pages back and forth to get the mantras. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the point is, at one point then, when the farm was found by this Swami, then the question became, who are we going to worship? And uh, we were informed this farm is very close to the Iron Curtain. Jai <clears throat> Yeah, so um, the logical conclusion at that time was we need protection, we need to have Nrsingadev and Prahlad Nrsinga, as we had been caring with us, traveling with and worshiping, we understood he was just kind of smiling and saying, well, it's obvious. <laughs> you just have... Uh, myself installed in a bit larger form. And so this is how the idea came for Nisingadev to come. And as they say, the rest is history. And the history is going on. And I think this is the other thing we want to reflect on today is that it's an ongoing history. It's not something past. We're not celebrating 40 years of Nrsingadev and sort of, well, now it's over. Uh, now we go on to something else. No, it's ongoing. And we're all fortunate that we can be part of this history. We are making history, my dear devotees. Did you know? You didn't know? You are making history. Silence. So how is that history going to go in, into the future? We look at the past 40 years, how is it now turning from today? How is our own personal history being made? Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Uh, that's something to think about. I'll leave you with these thoughts and uh, thank you very much. And now I look forward, I think you also look forward to hearing from His Holiness Sachinan and Swami Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Krishna Chetam Maharaj. I would like to speak about two points today and uh, mm, request you all to join me. Namaum Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Niti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve 
Gauravani Vajanine Nivesha Shonyavari Paskatyare Satarine Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Garadhara Ivasari Govanga Jaina Singha Srina Singha Jai Jaya Nisinga Dev Jaina Singha Srina Singha Jai Nasinga, Sina Singa, Vedaya Nasinga Dev. Jai Nasinga, Sina Singa, Jai Jaya Nasinga Sina Singa, Jai Nasinga. Jaya Jaya Nesinga Dev Jaya Singa Jaya Nesinga Dev Kala Desha Jaya Patama Mukha Patama Vringa Kala Desha Jaya Padma, Mukha Padma, Vinya, Kala Desha, Jaya Padma, Mukha Padma, Vinya, Kala Desha, Jaya Padma, Yukadatma, Vinya. The Nashingapur Purvatapani Upanishad informs us mm, that one, there was trouble in the universe, and uh, the devatas, the celestial beings, felt troubled not only by the external uh, situation. There was some some conflict with the asuras brewing, but there was. Uh, also something else. They were a little introspective and understood. We are not just in trouble from external enemies. We are also in trouble from each <laughs> from ourselves, from internal enemies. Mm, I remember once Srila Prabhupada was asked, what is the greatest enemy of the devotee? And Srila Prabhupada uh, immediately said, he himself is his greatest enemy <laughs> because he is still attached to nonsense. <laughs> he himself is his greatest enemy. So the enemy is not only outside, the enemy is within. <laughs> the enemy is us, so to say. So the devatas, the celestial beings, understood this problem and they 
began to feel afraid of death, of the material existence per se, but also of, of sins and their reactions, their, their karmic reactions. So they, they asked Brahma, the creator of the universe, please, this is a universe where there is trouble brewing. There's trouble from the environment. Uh, there's trouble from death. Our own bodies are decaying. And there's trouble from ourselves who do things which are harmful for us and bring sinful reactions. Can you please uh, free uh, tell us something so that we can become free from these three kinds of troubles? We, we have heard that uh, these troubles are adiatmic, adibotic, and adidevic. You know, they are coming from our own mm, misguided uh, selves. They come from other beings with whom we are uh, surrounded, and they come also from external influences, uh, uh, like, like, like floods and what else is there. We had the driest summer here in Europe. Did you see in Germany that everything turned brown? It was so hot and so dry. This is Adi Davik Kalesha. So can you tell us something that helps us to become free from this? And Brahma at once had an answer. He said, there is one mantra. It is called the Narasimha Anushtub mantra, uh, by which you can conquer all these fears. And then he instructed them in the mantra. And I would like to give you this mantra. Um, I have brought my little music box here um, for emphasis. Mantra starts with Om. You please repeat. I will go first the Om and then I will go to all the other four parts. It has five parts altogether. The Om is the first and then four other parts. And you please repeat. It will help you to become free from all fears, not just now. It is something to take along, and I will tell you where you can obtain this mantra. Mm. Please say. Tam Sarvato Mukam Narasimham Bishanam Bhattaram Mrityumit 
Yam Namam Yam Yam Namam Yam To the fierce, this is the translation, to the fierce Ukram, to the brave Viram, Lord Mahavishnu, Mahavishnu, to the all illuminated one, Jvalantam, to he who is omnipresent, Savato Mukam, to Lord Narasingha, who is Terrible to look at, Vishanam, yet so gentle, Badram, to the death of death personified, Mrityu Mrityum, I offer my obeisances. Please repeat after me, Namam Yaham. Yes. Uh, therefore, those who are afraid, of death, who are afraid of the karmic reactions to the harmful activities they did in the past, or those who are generally afraid of material existence, they should sh take shelter mm, in this mantra. Mm, someone who takes shelter in this mantra and who chants this regularly conquers all these types of fears of material existence. My dear devotees, this mantra is not something to be chanted only when you are a visitor to this temple where eventually in the course of their worship the pujaris will chant it and you will recognize it and you will chant along. No, this mantra should uh, be taken by all of us outside of the temple, into our own lives, into our own, if you so want, temple, the temple of our heart, the, the place where we do our devotional activities. Um, if you can make this a regular function, you will see how your life changes all of a sudden. There is another mantra which is found in the Bhagavatam. Mm. You please repeat to me with uh, repeat me after no repeat after me. Mm. Yes, um, no, no, that is not a mantra. <laughs> this is. Uh, an expression of well-being. <laughs> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Tejas Tejase Avirbhava Vrajanaka Vrajadamstra Kamashayan Randaya Nandaya Tamograsa Grasa Om 
Swaha Avayam Avayam Atmani Bhuyashta Om Shrom And uh, let us do this three times Om Shrom Om Shrom This mantra can be found in the fifth canto and one of you has a, a mobile distraction machine with them mm, mobile telephone mm, if you can tell me the exact reference 5 18 8 so those who take notes please take the note 5 18 8 no? this is a mantra which is from the Bhagavatam it is also a very powerful mantra to worship Nishinghadev my dear devotees by, maybe by now you have noticed that Krishna conscious practice is not a walk in the park that's what they say in England to something which is very easy and comfortable a walk in the park no, in this path uh, you are uh, confronting your own weaknesses, your own mm, attachments at times, your own uh, yeah, unwanted things. And uh, we require help uh, to do this. So, so we always say when the human being uh, comes to his own limitations, it's time for them to turn to the Almighty One, to look for a shrine or shelter where it can be found, you know? to look for something this world cannot give us, and also not take from us. And when we mm, look for that something, which the world is not able to supply us with, we must knock at the door of the Almighty One, uh, the Lord, Lord Nishingadev. Uh, you can find this mantra, this uh, Nishingha mantra, from the Nishingha Purva Tapani Upanishad, section 2. You can find it in the new mantra book, which will be released uh, very soon. Those who are nectar hunters have already f made it out. It's on the altar at the present moment where we cannot go, we normal people. But it will come off the altar and will be available in our shop for a modest donation. So you can uh, obtain it and there you will find this amazing mantra that can help you to become a free from all the fears which you might uh, face. It is better than psychotherapy, if, uh, except for the heavy cases. We have also <laughs> some of them, but the normal things 
you can take care of with this mantra. Mm. So, yes, this is the first uh, th uh, thing. Mm. I, I once wanted to know what is a lion. And uh, together with uh, another exploring Swami, His Holiness Bhaktivedanta Goswami Maharaj, we actually went to a lion park where there were wild, uh, free-roaming lions in good functioning order. They were real lions, not tamed pussycats. Um, we needed to pass through two gates. I already knew when our car went through the first gate and the gate closed after us. Okay, I get the point. Uh, then we drove on and we passed through the second gate. You know, in case the wild lions make it through one gate, there is at least the other gate to stop them. So when that closed, I knew we were on our own. And we went through lions and... My first impression was they were absolutely boring. Some of them were sleeping on the top of trees. Others were dozing off in lion prides. And uh, I became also overwhelmed by Tamagun uh, and they decided to disobey the strict orders of the rangers. Uh, we were not supposed to put down the, 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 the windows because they are not... Uh, when they smell food, um, canned food for them, the, the, uh, in, in canned in a car, they bec they become um, something else. Uh, they turn from the mode of p tama to the mode of rajas. Uh, but uh, I was so bored, so we, we uh, I said, Maraj, Maraji, um, just for one second, let us see. And I rolled down the window and made the sound. I always have my cartels with me, so... Mm. Yes. <laughs> what, what? Dinner bell. Dinner bell. <laughs> the dinner bell. <laughs> uh, uh, what wonderful use of language you have, Gorgeshava. <laughs> dinner bell, yes. In aerostatic houses, you will use a dinner bell. To <laughs> so, yes, it was like that. A male and a female uh, left the pride, the male went on our right side, uh, the female on the left, and they began to rock the car. You know, that's how you open a can. You turn it around. <laughs> and then go, go to the... You know, and what I saw is something I cannot forget. I saw the awakening of volcanic energy in these animals. They were very peaceful, but all of a sudden, something came into their eyes which was so fierce, so absolutely commanding, and it puts you immediately into place. We were all going, ah! <laughs> in our car. When we looked in the 
and, and, and the energy which built up in their bodies, how they shook our car. So uh, uh, I think it was, I, I was already paralyzed. <laughs> Bhakti Vigyar Maharaj had this good sense, and he's, he just told the driver, just now, now kick, put your foot down on the gas pedal uh, while they still don't, Well, they still have not overturned us, and the car went like yeah! and went off, uh, and uh, here we left our death. <laughs> so yes, the vile, the lion is a lion, and therefore he is called the king of animals. Once devotees went in Bhuvaneshwara on the zoo, and one devotee started to make, um, to agitate a lion in his cage. He went like, nee, nee, nee. And Prabhupada said to him, don't do that. After all, he is a lion. Lion means the king uh, uh, of, of animals. So the Lord took his head, and uh, the human being is considered to be the top of the a hierarchical ladder of the species, so the best combined in Narahari, Lord Nishingadev. However, this is my own uh, realization over the years. If you think of Lord Nishingadev only as the lion, you are only uh, getting the na nails. Uh, the fierce aspect. Behind the uh, nails of Lord Nishingadev are the very soft palms. And only for the demons, <coughs> the nails come out. And when he's with the devotee, <coughs> the nails go back and the, his softness is there. The great uh, disciple or student of Ramanujacharya Kuresha, some of you have heard about him, very dear to Ramanujacharya, wrote a composition where he uh, talked about six ways in which the Lord gives mercy. Uh, one is Aganita Shreya, he gives unlimited prosperity, as he did in the case of, you have an idea? Dhruva Maharaj, yes, he gave him a greater territory than even the, his, the, the, this, his own father, uh, who was one of the Manus said. The second way, or anyone else, how does the Lord give mercy when he gives, or to whom did he give riches? Sudama, you know everything. Uh, the next form in which the Lord gives mercy uh, is a kind of mercy. It's called Agha Shoshanat. It means he takes away the sins and more important maybe, the sinful propensities. That's the inclination to do sin. That when, when the Lord is very merciful, he takes this away. Any example where he did it? Ajamil, wow, that's a wonderful example. 
yes, to, to whom he gave the mercy, no? Uh, uh, what? Jagai and Madai, wonderful. Uh, the example which Kuresha gives, he, he is before Jagai, uh, uh, Mahaprabhu's incarnation, I, I believe. Yes, yes, for sure. Is Ahalya. Ahalya uh, had uh, uh, sinned uh, with another man than her husband, and Lord Rama and had become, had been cursed to become a stone. Wow! <laughs> That's a curse, um, and uh, suffered as a stone. Uh, when Lord Rama came by, he decided to give this Aga Shoshanat Kripa, uh, the mercy where he takes away sins and sinful propensities, and he touched that stone, it was a big stone, with his lotus feet, and the dust of his lotus feet freed Ahalya. Immediately from the stone, a beautiful lady emerged, uh, Ahalya. The next uh, way in which the Lord gives mercy is called simply Audariyat. It means he shows mercy by being magnanimous um, uh, or being very compassionate. Uh, uh, any uh, example of a devotee who received this type of mercy of the Lord is magnanim. Oh my God, this English word is very difficult. Yes, thank Magnanimity. Some close, close. You know, this uh, in Deutsch, Großzügigkeit or a, a, a type of mercy which you do when your heart flows over with compassion. An example from Krishna Leela, please. To whom showed uh, Krishna mercy which was very compassionate? Akrura? Kupja. Oh yeah, Kupja. The example which uh, Kuresha uses is Draupadi. He, she was disrobed, and the Lord creatively protected her by supplying unlimited amount of sari material. Uh, we are now in the fifth type of mercy. It's called a, a fourth. Yes, fourth type of mercy. Atarti uh, nirvatanat. It is a type of mercy where. All types of worries are taken away. I think some of you want this mercy because I'm preaching to you. No, no, what is worrying some of us. Um, uh, this mercy is a, a very special mercy. All types of worries and distress are taken away. Could you uh, think of an example of someone who received this type of mercy. Yeah. Arjun, yes, he was very buried at the beginning of the uh, battle of Kurukshetra. Anyone, any one, any Chitaketu, wonderful, yes, he was an extremely buried individual and uh, the Lord sent him, um, yes, took care of him. Uh, the, there is another uh, example, the, the example Kuresha chooses is Gajendra. 
he was um, first of all a cursed being. He was King Indra in a past life. He came in the elephant body, Uks, and uh, then he went into the water where he was attacked by a crocodile, and they fought for an amount of uh, thousands of years. I forgot the exact number of years. A long, long time. It was a long struggle. And Gajendra was losing. He was bleeding from the leg where he had been captured. And he was, uh, he, he was, uh, he knew this struggle ends in death, my own death. And uh, the crocodile had, had, had gotten the advantage, you know, over him. He was just bleeding out. Uh, so, so then he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord appeared to him. He severed the head of the crocodile with his chakra, and uh, and released him also from his uh, uh, curse by bringing him back home, back to Godhead. The fifth type of mercy is Avayam Pradhan. It means freeing from fears. And the example of this is a famous example from the Ramayan. Do you know? Do you have an, a clue? Who comes to mind? Who was freed by, the, by Lord Ram from all fear? Sugriva, that's a wonderful uh, yes, example. Our uh, author, Kuresha, uses Bibisan as an example. He was always together with his demoniac brother, Ravan. He saw his atrocities. He felt um, in some way uh, bound. He couldn't leave him. Uh, but then finally he surrendered. Uh, he came to Ram. He got that courage. It happened. It was not. It happened when he was expelled by Ravan, and and uh, the devotees around Ravan, sorry Ram, the devotees around Ram wouldn't accept him. They thought these demons, they are sh shapeshifters. They come and they look very pleasant, and then Ram, they show their true colors, and he wants to just become close to Ram, and then he will dig his. Uh, teeth into uh, uh, and so on and so forth. So let us not let him not come close. But Ram said, "Sacred Eva Prapanoyam, anyone who uh, surrenders to me, even uh, saying even only once, I'm yours, my Lord, I accept him." So in this way, Bibisan got freed from all uh, uh, fears. Now the sixth type of mercy is called the Vatsalya Kripa. Vatsalya, there is the word Vatsa. It is, means a calf. Calf, the calf. The calf is cared by the mother in, in many wonderful ways. Have you seen? Um, calves take, being taken care by the Cow mothers, have you seen? What do they famously do? <laughs> they give a good licking bath. Um, and uh, 
they all protect them against rain, against hail, and so on. And uh, it's interesting, when uh, a parent affectionately calls their child by, by a name, they were called, oh, Batza, Batza, come here, come here. The small child is called Shishu. I think our Advaita singer could call his little girl who dances Shishu. It means darling. Uh, and Botsa means a small one. A small one, come. Uh, it's an affectionate term. Uh, and uh, and uh, the mercy of Nushingha is known as this Vatsalya, uh, no, this very parental type of of mercy. Therefore, it is wrong. It is so wrong, my dear devotees. If you only see Lord Nishingadev as the, uh, the fierce, um, he's fierce for the demons, not for you. Um, don't make Lord Nishingadev only your chokida, the one who takes care of the troubles. Uh, your bodyguards, uh, godlike person. No, Lord Nishingadev has parental-like affection. He is affectionate through his parental uh, base. And uh, you will see, especially this form of uh, Lord Nishingadev, where he unconventionally uh, puts uh, uh, Prahlad. Uh, the, the, the point I, I learned so much today from Krishna Chaita Maharaj is in Brihad Bhagavatamrita we find that the Lord takes him on his lap, but we do not find information on which knee he puts him. <laughs> so usually he would put Palad on his right left, uh, right, right knee, but here he's just so overwhelming with affection that he doesn't care about uh, you know these fine rules and he puts them on the left and then I think he on the right and the, the, you know he after all licks also Pralat Maharaj gives him a, a, a parental shower <laughs> in some ways he's very very affectionate and you will see my dear devotees Everyone who has come here and who has uh, passed from Nam Krishna consciousness to an alert form of Krishna consciousness, he has seen uh, or she has seen that Lord Nishingadev is extremely active in the life. Extremely active. When you, when you have your little time, your minute with Lord Nishingadev, I know the festival is like a boiling ocean of attractions, but if you can make that personal time out of the ocean of humanity uh, and step before him and pray, you will see that miracles unfold in your life. You will feel, first of all, accepted by the Lord, the way you are. Just hold his Hold his glance for some time, and there will be uh, a, a feeling of I'm accepted, saptik, uh, everything is all right. And uh, you will see when you pray to him 
amazing things happening in your life, unfolding. So, yes, so summary. Uh, there is this mantra. Uh, uh, do you know the name of the mantra? The first mantra? Nishinga Anustup mantra? Yes, it is. It is called, oh, um, our Bhattacharya uh, informs. It is Mantra Raja, really. It's the king of all mantras. You can obtain this mantra from uh, the gift shop. There it is. Uh, I mean, there the, 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 the book is available. Uh, complete with history of this place. <laughs> yes, small donation. If you are so poor that you can't get it, I will give you the Lakshmi because in this age of Kali, we are very, uh, we have no problem with Lakshmi. Mm -mm. So you can have from from us, you can go to Gokushna because you might be ashamed to go to me. Uh, Gokushna is very compassionate and will not. Uh, so you please all get this mantra. It is the king of all mantras. Um, from one perspective, there's also the Mahamantra and other things, but this is known, celebrated throughout the universe with kettle drum. As the king of all mantras, you can chant, uh, please. Uh, you can also go to the Bhagavatam, who remembers the quotation, where it is. Yes, five, you know everything. Five, eighteen, eight. Um, uh, don't uh, just go to the Bhagavatam. If you are very poor, you can. Then the shop there is, and you can find this, and you can make a photo of the mantra, all for free. Uh, we are not selling mantras, um, <laughs> and uh, that's one thing. And the second thing is, uh, let us uh, understand. Uh, he has very soft paws. Do you understand the word paws? Yeah, this this part, very soft. He's very, there's Vatsalya Kripa in him. Um, good. Therefore, he is also, have you seen? Uh, he's just holding Prahlad so gently with one, one of his hands, no? You can see. Good. I uh, thank you very much. Now we will give the microphone to um, a devotee to whom the German Yatra is extremely grateful. He came at a t time when um, our Pujaris, which are now there, Ramananda Gopal, on a daily basis, and uh, Amara, and uh, also. Uh, Antayami Krishna, they were still very young. They were not yet trained in all this. And he came and he um, gave for three days, was it three days, isn't it? The, uh, a, uh, a successive um, uh, series of the most amazing pujas which we had ever seen. We were just Told, I, I know we, we would not miss one 
puja. Sometimes they started early. Sometimes we climbed up the roof of this temple, yes, to install something. There is a photo of on a shaky platform, but we we were all held up by the energy of the of Lord Nishingadev. We were floating for three days in an in a really stream of traditional first class homas, pujas, yagyas. Uh, and and uh, Yavastu ceremonies, um, everything was complete there. Uh, and uh, we were very grateful. I think the Lord must have smiled um, on, our, on our next speaker. He's Gokeshava Maharaj, no, Gokeshava Bhattacharya. <laughs> For us as God brothers, we call him our master, our Prabhu. So uh, we will request him to, um, uh, to do this. Now I'm a little bit in a Gokesha, but I think you should sit here because you can be better seen. No, but it's you can see everyone better and they can see you. We call this musical chairs. So everybody should chant Hare Krishna and when it's finished, we all sit down and we say one place, right? Yeah. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. Don't don't get used to this. <laughs> I can see everyone. I think this is actually softer. No, but this is good. The yeah, legs the down. Legs. It's more traditional, yeah. Uh. Radha Krishna Samarambam. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Madhyamam. Bhakti Vedanta Paryantam Vande Guru Param Param I offer my obeisances unto that Guru Parampara that starts with Sri Sri Radha Krishna. In the middle, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and comes up to our Beloved spiritual master, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. So I learned a lot of things. <laughs> I learned a lot of things from the last two speakers. And I feel strange sitting a little higher than Maharaj. But um, uh, I wanted to just maybe fill in a few technicalities about these things. And uh, I thought that the installation ceremony started with when I came and did it. But actually, I can see that it started much earlier. Everything started much earlier. Of course, the deity of Lord of uh, Sri Sri Pallad Narasimha had come before I came here. And you made all the arrangements for getting the, the Lord from India and making the paraphernalia and getting the clothes made and bringing so many nice lamps to make it look very authentic and traditional as it is in South India. 
But uh, there's another thing which I didn't know until yesterday. Yesterday I was uh, acquainted with this idea that there was a small deity of Lord Narasimha here before. So that is actually a very traditional way of doing things. That system is called Balalaya. Balalaya. So when people get the idea to worship the Lord in a particular form, what they first of all do is they want, they want to build a big temple, they want to have a big deity. It can't immediately manifest. So what they do is they, 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 they get a small deity and a small model of a temple. Sometimes you see this when property developers, when they want to make a, uh, something, they'll have a showroom while the, while the houses are being built and they'll say, this is a model house. It's going to be there. Please buy. Like that. So to get people enthused, to get people in ecstatic about the Lord's coming, the system in Pancharatra which is our system of worshipping the, the Supreme Lord, is to install a small deity in a balalaya. So there's a, there's a worship of the deity immediately starts. While the construction of the big temple and while the big deity is being made and, and brought before it is installed, like that. So I didn't know that, that, that you had done that, but that is, actually, that is actually very traditional. So I don't think any temple in Iskon has done this. So I was amazed to hear this, that there's been a, the presence of Lord Narasimha here. And uh, again, Maharaj mentioned that there was an idea, you, you mentioned, I don't know which one of you mentioned, maybe both of you mentioned that there was an idea to situate Lord Narasimha here on the border of several countries. And in fact, on the, uh, the, the Iron Curtain was there. It was a, right? We had... Uh, Communist countries, and the, there was a lot of preaching going on in communist countries, and Prabhupada was very happy that all the devotees from the West were going there and secretly, secretly taking, uh, taking a lot of uh, daring, being daring, and going and, and uh, preaching in, the, in, the, in Russia and these places, Eastern Europe. Years later, we found out it was not at all very secret. Oh. <laughs> the police were watching. They knew everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe they didn't understand what the what what a terrible uh, what a, what a, what a terrible philosophy we we <laughs> we are preaching. Anyway, so in Shastra, in Shastra, there's uh, we're talking about iconography and we're talking about different uh, ideas in in, uh, in Vaishnavism. There's a book called Hari Bhakti Vilas. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked Sanatana Goswami and later Gopal Bhatta Goswami also helped to put together a book about Vaishnava activities. And that, Vaish that book covers the whole gamut, covers the whole, um, the whole, encompasses every Vaishnava activity, every activity that a Vaishnava will do. So starting with searching for a guru, it's the first activity, right? And taking initiation, which happens very early on in spiritual life, and then Worship of the Supreme Lord, chanting of the Holy Name, all of these different things, dealing with different mantras and different then activities on a daily basis, like getting up and taking bath and doing. Then going to the temple and uh, observing festivals in the temple, daily festivals and weekly festivals, ekadasi, bi-weekly festivals, monthly festivals throughout the year, chaturmasya, different types of things. Finally, coming to experiencing uh, making of deities, iconography, 
building of temples and installing of deities and worship, even reinstalling deities as we did in, on the 31st with Mahalakshmi. So all of these things are covered in Haribhakti Vilas as they are in, in brief and then in the Pancharatra they're more elaborated. So some of the things about the, the, de the iconography is I wanted to mention that there, when we look at different deities, uh, Maharaj was talking about the, the palms of Lord Narasimha's hands as being paws, very soft, very soft paws. If you, if you have a cat or if you have some other feline type uh, uh, animal, you'll know they're very soft, very soft. People like cats because they're very soft. Like the Narasimha's also can be very soft like a cat. He has this feline energy about him. But he also has nails. You said nails like that. But when we talk about deities and we talk about all the deities, we talk about the nails, naka, like that. But when we speak about Lord Narasimha, we have a special word for nails. We say claws. Claws. Nails sounds nice. Claws sounds terrible. Horrific. And uh, Maharaj was also talking about the teeth. Sometimes Lord Narasimha has a, has a nice smile and he shows his teeth a little bit like that. If you look in the, I think Bhakti, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, it also mentions there's different types of smiling. Sometimes the gopis smile, sometimes different people smile. And there's a type of smiling where you show the teeth and there's this type of smiling where you don't show the teeth. He, here we see this is a type of smiling where he shows the teeth. So all the deities, we, 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 mention, we do mention if there's teeth showing or not showing or this, that and the other. But with forms of Lord Narasimha, we refer to the teeth as fangs. So not nails, but claws. Not teeth, but fangs. Because he has this dual aspect about him. He has this aspect of compassion and tenderness and the feline qualities. But also, Maharaj explained, the felines have, can immediately change their they change their attitude towards you if you if you uh, if you're not careful. So we all have to be very careful, right? You, you have to be careful. If you have anybody who has a cat, they know you have to be careful. Treat the cat nicely, but if the cat will hiss, the cat will scratch you. If you're not careful, so we have to be careful like that. So the idea, this idea that uh, Prahlad sitting on the knee, right? This is a place of Lakshmi. Lakshmi usually sits here on the on on the on the knee, on the left knee. Actually, when she stands, she stands on the right side of the Lord. When she sits, she sits on the left knee. Sort of interesting. Um, but Lakshmi can be worshipped in several ways in Pancharatra. She can have a completely separate deity room. You know, sometimes ladies, they want to have a separate room also. They have their own dressing room, their own... So, so Mahalakshmi is no exception, and she has... She can have completely separate deity form, like in Sri Rangam, Lord Ranganatha has one deity room and she has separate, this is called Vira Lakshmi. This is called Vira Lakshmi, when, when there's a separate form of the, of the goddess. When the goddess is in the same, in the same room, in the same garba, we say garba griha, it is like a, it is like a womb, it is, it, is, it is like the heart, the, heart, the deity room is the heart of the temple. If we imagine, when we do the Vastu Puja, we imagine the temple is a body. The temple is a body. And there's some bad guy there. 
and we want to get him out because we want to invite into the heart of the body, we want to invite the soul of the temple, which is the deity. So everything has some meaning, some inner meaning. So there's external meanings, there's internal meanings also. So uh, in, in the, this idea of vastu, we want to remove the vastu, right? And pacify him, take him out. Like this, this was the first, one of the first parts of the ceremony. Actually, before that, we, we went to collect the holy, the holy earth and, and uh, grow the sprouts to see if we had a good festival, right? Yes, remember we went up on the hill? Yes, and worship Bhuvaraha, Lord Varaha with Bhumi Devi. Because if you do anything on the earth, you have to also pray to the Lord's uh, other consort, Bhumi Devi, the, the goddess of the earth. Because he's the goddess of, of wealth and the goddess of the earth. They had different, you know, they have different, uh, they have different attitudes. Bhumi Devi is there, she's sitting in one place. Lakshmi is always going here and there. So, so, why, so if Lakshmi is supposed to be there and Prahlad is not there, then is there a problem? Where is Lakshmi then? Who knows? Where is Lakshmi? There's another way to worship Lakshmi. Yes, you know. No, you're giving away the answer. Okay. <laughs> you asked me this. Okay. So, so who, it's okay. It's all right. Very good. You remember from yesterday. Okay, so we were discussing this yesterday with some people. All right. So there's a third way. Lakshmi can be in a separate deity room. She can be sitting next to the Lord, either sitting on his left, left knee, if he's sitting, or standing next to him, standing next to him on his right side, on his right side, our left side. Or she can be somewhat unmanifest, somewhat unmanifest as the Srivatsa. Srivatsa, on the right side of the chest, we say Dakshinastanorde, on the right side of the chest, Srivatsaya Namaha. The Srivatsa is there. Srivatsa is a, uh, a mole or a curl of uh, golden hair there, which represents the goddess of fortune, Mahalakshmi. So if you look, at, when you get uh, the chance, after being initiated properly, you can get the chance to go inside and go very close to the Lord. You can see on the right side of his chest there is the mark of Mahalakshmi is there. The mark of Mahalakshmi is there. So for those persons who are worried, oh, Prahlad is sitting, there's no place for Lakshmi. No, he's sitting there, but Lakshmi is there. And she has her place on the right. And it's only fitting that he should be on that side. Right? Because she's on the other side. She's on the other side. If he was on, if he was on the left side here, then which is his right side, then there would be some too, close, too much closeness for Lakshmi and maybe we wouldn't be able to see Lakshmi. So it's only fitting. The way the deity is made is only fitting, only fitting like that. Yeah, so there's no problem like that. As, as, uh, as Swamiji said, yeah, yeah. So uh, one of my teachers of Pancharatra, as recommended by His Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada, who recommended at the, at the Hyderabad installation, I think it was in 76, in the um, John Mastami of 76, you can look up these things in the database. They're all confirmable. That Srila Prabhupada told the devotees there, he very much liked that, that letter he wrote to Sampa Kumar, said, I very much liked your, all, of the, all of the ceremonies, all of the yagyas, all of the uh, pujas were very neat and clean and very nice, like that. 
And then Prabhupada added, but the real sacrifice for this age is the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahavantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Always Prabhupada always never misses a chance to put that in there, which is only fitting, only fitting. And you can see the pictures of the devotees with the members of Sampakumar Bhattacharya's group, right, which I traveled with extensively when I was learning. They had to teach me from the bhakti level. I didn't even know how to go to the bathroom properly. With a, without a turban, you're going to go without a turban to the bathroom. No, you cannot do that. So, so, so I was taught from the very beginning, from the very beginning, uh, this, oh no, left, left, no, right, everything right, everything clockwise, everything like that. Oh, you are right with your left hand. Oh, it's unfortunate, but anyway. <laughs> so many things like that. So from the very bhakta class, so Srila Prabhupada had told uh, then Yasodhanandan Swami and Prajumna, there were some, some people who were uh, leaders in our movement who were told at that time, yes, our, our, this is very nice. This is, this is much better than the installation of the Krishna Balaram temple. If you read in Chaitanya Charamrita, Prabhupada says, yes, I didn't really like the way that the Krishna Balaram temple was, in, was opened because they got local Vrindavan pundits who were not so devotional. And Prabhupada said, but anyway, the, the deity was installed by the, by the Kirtan and the Lord came because of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And similarly here also, I have to thank everybody because I played a very small part and everybody came and chanted the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And this is the real way in this age that we call for the Lord to come, right? It's, Prabhupada says like crying for, of the baby for the mother, isn't it? Right, please come mother. So Sampad Kumar Bhattacharya MR Sampad, the late MR Sampad Kumar Bhattacharya was an Astana Vidvan, which is a term he was a very, very learned pundit in Pancharatra, also vice president of all India Pujari or Archaka's union or association in Karnataka. Uh, and he was an expert in Ramayana. And he was the head Pujari of, who has heard of Tirupati Balaji? Tirupati Balaji Temple is Vaikanasa Agama, it's not Pancharaj Agama. But the consort, the Mahalakshmi that goes, that is the consort of, 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 uh, of Balaji is called Padmavati. Padmavati. So Padmavati Devastana is in Tiruchanur in, in Andhra Pradesh. He was the head pujari of Tiruchanur. It's a, it's a Pancharatra temple, so he know, knew everything about Pancharatra. So Prabhupada recommended some of our, next time we do this, some of our men, they can learn this and they can join in like that. So I heard this instruction previously in Australia, Prabhupada had come, and he wanted to start to introduce some of these things. He said, we have a great culture, we have a, a Vedic culture, and we can introduce some of these things. There's a, he was translating Chaitanya Charamrita at the time, and in the purport he said, at the installation, when he came to, <laughs> to Melbourne to open the new temple in Dank Street, he said, at the installation, it's there in Chaitanya Charamrita, all the devotees and guests should chant Purusha Shuktam. So I'm like, how are the guests going to learn Purusha Shuktam? But anyhow, and, and we were all expecting Prabhupada up until the installation, oh, he's going to, he's going to give us Bhagavatam classes. He's going to say, I'm not going to give class in. He said, I'm not going, giving any class. What? what? Then what will we do? If, if somebody's told you tomorrow Bhagavatam's class is, is uh, cancelled, then you... Prabhupada said, from now till the installation, 
Uh, only Purusha Shukta class. Everybody has to learn Purusha Shukta. To Chan. So he had brought a tape recording and played it. We had the sheets. We, we had both. So he told us all to learn Purusha Shukta. A few of us learned. And uh, that is how he started to introduce bit by bit. He started to introduce Vedic. So I already had this idea when I went to live in India. And, and Prabhupada had given different people instructions. Learn, go to Radharaman and learn from Radharaman. Radharaman also. Radharani is unmanifest. Right? You don't see, you go there, you don't see any Radharani. You see her clothes, you see a crown, but you don't see her. She's also unmanifest, so just like here, Mahalakshmi is also in the, in the Mula Vigraha, in the Dhruva Bera, we say, in the main deity, the stone deity, she is there as the Srivatsa. So that is uh, completely appropriate, completely appropriate. Um, now, I wanted to say something about Brahmotsavam because I talked about the deity like that, and, we, and I've talked extensively about the actual ceremony of the installation. But after installation, installation is the birth of the temple. If we think of the temple as a body, right, the construction is the, the, the pregnancy, and the, 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 the pratishta, the installation, and the, the starting of the formal starting of the worship of the deity is like the birth, the birth of the temple. Is like the birth of the temple. What do we do on the day when we were born? We have a big party, right? That is called a birthday party. So when people say to you, oh, I'm going to Brahmotsam, what is it, Brahmotsam? It is Lord Narasimha's birthday party. It is Lord Lakshmi Prahlad Narasimha's birthday party. Like that. So it is the birthday party for this temple. So somebody might say, well, Lord Narasimha was, was appeared at a different time. Yes, you have, to, you have to celebrate that also. <laughs> that is his traditional birthday, and you have to celebrate that also. So Narasimha Jayanti, you have to come here, and you also have to come for Brahmotsavam because that is the particular birthday of this temple. That is the particular birthday of this temple. And so what do we do? Uh, we try to recharge the temple with spiritual energy. Not that there is no spiritual energy, but sometimes things get, you know, the, Every project needs maintenance, right? So we have to maintain the Lord's temple. We have to maintain the worship of the Lord nicely. So it gives us a good opportunity to continue the maintenance of the Lord and to make everything. Every time there's a Brahmotsama, we should try to do something nice and, and make something. We need to give presents to Lord Narasim, actually. Right? Right? One time I was in Melbourne and... Uh, John Mastami, that Kurma, you know Kurma, cooking with Kurma. Yeah, it's a good friend of mine. Anyway, so so he they would open the presents at midnight when Krishna and Krishna John Mastami, you know. So one time he opened some presents. He had a big box of Cuban cigars, and a and a big bottle of champagne. <laughs> Somebody had given. Like okay, sort of very strange, you know, like that. Of course, Krishna doesn't... But the thought is there. Right? When we give a gift, it's the thought that counts, right? This is, I was reminded of this when you talked about Kuchela, uh, Sudama Brahman. We also call him Kuchela, like that, because he had only some puffed rice, which was not sufficient to give to Krishna and Rukmini. It was very basic food, right? It wasn't kingly food, right? It wasn't worth giving, but he gave it and they, they enjoyed it. Like that. Anyway... Uh, smoking a hookah. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> okay, so just like, just like there, just like, and, and don't think also, if anybody comes and criticizes and says, oh, Prahlad is sitting on the knee or something like that, every temple you go to in India, the first thing that you do when you go in there, somebody will say to you, you know what is the special thing about this temple? <laughs> like that. So now, I haven't been to one temple where they say, this is just the same old, ordinary Narasimha temple. <laughs> so you go in there and say, oh, he has got 32 arms. He has got, uh, his smile is like this. Or if he, when you bathe him, the, the liquid goes blue. They're, they're, every, every temple you go to, there will be something. There has to be. And this is called Stala Puranam. Stala Puranam means... We know Bhagavad Puranam, and there's many Puranas, but every temple has got a story, and that story has to be written, actually. should be written down and kept. And that is a traditional history of the temple. I don't know who's doing it. Somebody should do it. No, I, the book. Yeah? Okay, out. good, good. And that, that is called Stala Puranam. Stala Puranam means the, the, the history of the place, the history of the particular place. So just like if you go to Melkote, which is, um, there are some, so many divideshams, so many uh, holy places in South India and North India, particularly in Sri Sampradaya, 108 places are very important, out of which four are very important. Sri Rangamangalanidim Garunanivasam, Sri Venkatadrishikaralayakala Megam, Sri Hasti Shaila Shikarojwala Parijatam, Sri Shamnamami Shilja, Yadu Shaila Deepam. So this Yadu Shaila, so that's Sri Rangam, Tirupati, Kanchipuram, and Melkote. Melkote is in Karnataka between Bangalore and Mysore, the old capital of Mysore. So that is a hilltop, and there are two deities there. There is a deity of Tirunarayana, and there's, it is known as Dakshina Bhadri. So it is like Bhadrakashram in South India. There are some some equivalents in South India, Madurai is Mathura and like this. So it is Dakshina Badri, so there is a Tirunarayana deity there. But there's also up on top of the hill, there is this deity of Yoga Narasimha, Yoga Narasimha, like that. And just below the temple, just below the temple, actually there's a secret passageway from the temple into a cave. And they say that cave, Prahlad Maharaj came in the cave. After Lord Narasimha finished killing Hiranyakashipu, he went there. And Prahlad went there and stayed in the cave. There's a lot of other caves also. Many people were in different caves. But Prahlad was in that particular cave, and the Lord taught yoga to him in the cave. Melkote. Melkote, yeah. So uh, up 365 steps, one, one step for every day of the year. You, when I first went there, they, we, there was one very small skinny pujari and he took us outside in the cave and he wanted us to go through the secret passage into the temple. But we were too big to do it. You know, so, but we saw, you can go through, and then we saw from the other side, but we didn't actually go through. And I, I don't know now whether it's open. I think they close it. But if you have some chance to go there, from the temple they may open the door and show you there. It's the cave. Like that. So very nice. I have memory from that time. You have a memory? Memory. Yeah. You want to tell your memories for me? Oh, it's just very short. I visited there. Uh, yeah, it was, I guess, part of when I was going around the south to find out what I could. Uh, we went to Melkota. Uh, 
and we went up to the temple. And my main memory of this temple is, as I remember, the the entry door was all stone, and the entry door was a bit low. And what I remember is getting a bonk on the on my head as I went in. So nursing a day was very merciful in that way. <laughs> all right. Good. So also we mentioned that uh, a deity of de sometimes there are different types of deities. There are yoga deities. So this in Melkote, this deity is in yogasana with a band around his legs. When the yogis, when they, if you sit like this, that we're sitting like this, you'll get, you'll feel difficulty sitting if you sit for many hours. But if you want to meditate for a long time, you get a band and you put it around your legs, and then you can you can meditate more easily. It's just it's a it's a thing. So Narasimha has like that. So there he's a yoga deity, yoga Narasimha. When, uh, not, when you have a deity, that's so yoga, yoga deities are usually off in the forest and they look a little emaciated and they're, they're, they're practicing tapasya and they're on the top of hills, very difficult to uh, get there, many steps. Many, you have to, in, in Ahobalam, you have to walk through a waterfall to get to Jwala. <laughs> There's so many different difficulties to getting to some deities. These are called yoga deities. You have deities that are in the middle of big communities like cities. And naturally, the people all want to take prasad from the deities, so they, they offer a lot of prasadam to those deities in the cities. Those are called boga deities. So we have yoga deities and we have boga deities. Then we have dikpal deities. Dikpal, dikpati, or dikpa, dikpati means the controller of the directions. The dikpal means the protector, the protector of the directions. You protect that, you know, just like in war, they'll say, you protect that direction, you protect that direction. They'll, they'll post people to guard, right? So this, the idea of Sri Sri Prahlad Narasimha was to protect from the Warsaw Pact. Right? <laughs> From the Iron Curtain, right? And then what happens is that these Dikpal deities, they have, to, they have to be on the border with the enemy. So when, the first, when that country is no longer an enemy, then what happens? Then more deities have to be established on the, on the new border, right? It's what we call NATO expansion. <laughs> like that. So I wouldn't be surprised, I would not be surprised at all if more deities of Lord Narasimha start appearing, going further and further. I don't know, I hope nobody's listening to this, maybe they'll figure <laughs> it's a threat. Further and further towards the, the east. <laughs> yeah, so Prabhupada also was for expansion, right? So NATO expansion. So Narasimha also is an expansion of the Lord, and he, and he is also for expansion. So now we see that the Balalaya, the, Lord, the small Narasimha has gone to Zagreb, yeah? What will happen next in Zagreb? We don't know, right? When the small deity goes, then all of a sudden, after some time, maybe the large, a large deity manifests, a temple manifests. So we have to see. That is not up to us. That is up to the will of the Lord. Am I right? Yes. Okay. So this is the type of deity that, we, that was installed originally. Now he is more of a friendly type of deity that is giving us a lot of prasadam, and he's not too worried anymore about the, about the communist threat, right? No. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I was thinking about all these things.
And, uh, and then coming back to the Brahmotsavam, it is the birthday of the temple. So there is what we call in English a liturgical calendar of the temple. It means that there are different, throughout the year of the temple, there are different festivals that go on. And in the ancient times, many, many people, they didn't even know how to read and write. So they could go to the gurus and acharyas and listen, or they could listen to the stories from the scriptures, but they didn't know how to, they weren't very learned. So the festivals of the temple were there to preach to the congregation. So normally in Pancharatra, the idea is that in, in April, which is April is actually New Year in India, because the sun, the sun moves into Aries, which is the first sign of the zodiac. And uh, therefore they consider April to be just around the, uh, after, just after Lord Chaitanya's appearance. Then even in uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the day after Lord Chaitanya's appearance, Gaurapurnima, that is the first day of the Gaudiya Vaishnava year. So similarly, the first day of the Pancharatric year is in April in Chaitra, Chaitra Mas it's called. And that is considered to be the beginning of the liturgical calendar. And then the liturgical calendar goes, continues, and it goes all the way to December, January, and, and this time. So there are different festivals. Brahmotsavam may come at any time because the temple can be installed and can be opened at any time for a particular temple. But then there are these series of, of festivals. And what do these festivals represent? The very first festival is the festival of surrender. The festival that represents when the devotees take initiation, when they surrender at the feet of the Lord. That is called prapati or sharanagati, sharanagati, surrender to the Lord. And then the very last festival of the year, that is called Vaikuntha Ekarasi, Namalwar Mokshanam, like that. It represents when the devotee at the end of his life reaches, goes back to Godhead. So the beginning of our spiritual life is when we surrender to the Lord. The end of our spiritual life is when we go back to Godhead and the Lord embraces us. So every year, these festivals, and there are so many festivals throughout the year. We even have this Hera Panchami type festival in Jagannath Puri where there's a, there's a mock fight between Jagannath and Lakshmi that also goes on in Sri Rangam between. You may be here also, Lakshmi will have some fight with Lord Narasimha. It's a, it's a fake fight like that. What is the meaning of these festivals? It is to help us to, in our relationships, because we have... The, the Lord, of course, doesn't have fighting with Lakshmi or anything. Radha doesn't fight with Krishna. But they show us these leelas to help us to, to, to know how to relate to other people in our lives. So you, you are illiterate bhakta and you don't know how to get along with your wife. Just look at how the Lord has done it. Look at, look at, look at how Lakshmi and the Lord like this. And you follow how, his example and you'll have a wonderful marriage and like this. And at the end of life, you'll go back to Godhead. Yes, this is a, yes. So there are all these different festivals and they have different inner meanings. And that this is the way that we follow the liturgical calendar of the temple. So are you saying that from Harapancham festival, we can learn something. The householders can learn how to fight with each other? No, they can learn how to make up, how to make up from the fight. Yeah, because there'll always be a fight. There'll always be some fight. There has to be. When you put two people together and there's going to be some difference of opinion at some point, 
right? Anybody who doesn't have a relationship like that, you can please see me later and tell me your secret. <laughs> okay? So the Lord also understands this, and, and he shows us through the festivals. But mainly we're, we're interested in Brahmotsavam today. So Brahmotsavam is like that. Now, so I just wanted to say about Brahmotsavam, Brahmotsavam is not the only festival. Brahma was the first created being, and therefore Brahma is the most important. He's the creator in this universe. And therefore, the Brahmotsavam is considered the first festival and, of this particular temple, and it is the birthday of this temple, and it is the primary festival of this, of this temple. Whereas these other festivals like Radhastami, Janmastami, all these other things have to be also celebrated in the temple. Prabhupada was very, very uh, adamant that you, maybe you have some deity in your house, maybe you're worshipping separately or something like that, but you should all come together congregationally and you should worship the Lord in the temple and these festivals are a chance not only to worship the Lord together but also for association of devotees which is so important. So, uh, we can, t we can go on forever talking about Brahmotsavans and things like that, but we need there are, devotional service has to go on. So I wanted to also say a little bit about the mantras which were, which were described. So we have the Narasimha Tapani, uh, Purva Tapani Upanishad, and there's the Uttara Tapani Upanishad also. There are two Upanishads, and there are some other Upanishads which mention Lord Narasimha too. There are many, many forms of Lord Narasimha. If we see some other deities like Lord Krishna, Lord Rama, um, so many other deities like that, there are very few forms. They have certain forms described in Scripture, but the, the forms of Narasimha, there are so many. So many different arms, so many different heads, so many, so many different postures, so many different attitudes. Right, so, th so there are many, many different, just as we saw Dhruva gave us a, a glimpse, there are many, many different temples, and, and you'd be surprised every time you go to a Narasimha temple, oh, it's a different form like that. So there's many, many forms like that. For each form, there is a dhyana mantra, there's a meditation on that particular form so that we can meditate upon that particular form. So if you have a deity with four arms, if you have a deity with 16 arms, if you have a deity with 32 arms, there'll be a mantra, there'll be a, a nice verse so that you can meditate upon that Lord before worshipping him like that. Similarly, there are so many mantras starting from one syllable mantra, shrom, bij. Bij, what is bij? Bij means a seed. The seed of Narasimha is shrom. Shrom is actually a combination, it's a samyuktavarna, what we call samyuktavarna. It's two letters coming together, but those two letters, when they come together, are so important that they are sometimes considered an, a, a letter by themselves in Sanskrit. So sometimes, we, if you ask people how many letters are there in the Sanskrit alphabet, you'll get different answers because somebody, somebody will finish at ha, and somebody will, and somebody will go sha, thra, yeah. There'll be some other letters that they'll add like that. So this is a, a combined letter of K and the S with a dot under it, which is a cerebral S and then R, and then AUM. And as Maharaj, uh, we heard another class, you were, say, you were saying how in the Shastra sometimes it's given secret form. So if anybody wants to know the secret form of the mantra, of Kshrom, Bij, there's a sloka, and the translation of the sloka you will not be able to understand without the Acharya telling you the meaning of each thing like that. And also the Shrom Bij, uh, I've given a little bit of an explanation, Amara Prabhu has it, 
like that. I don't think he's ready to reveal it yet, but like that. But it also about this Shrom beach. So normally in mantra shastra, when the, the mantra is equal to the deity. The mantra is equal to the deity. So if you find these mantras to be very long and difficult to remember, you can simply remember the seed mantra. So just like a seed, the seed mantra is just like a seed. If you put it in the ground and you water it, it will become a plant. But it is the smallest, smallest potent form of a mantra. It is one syllable. And here we have different seed mantras. We have the Kshroms Bija. Kshrom Bija in Sanskrit is also called Kopa Bija. It is the angry Bija. It's, it's the anger. Then we have for Lakshmi, we have the Shreem Bija. Shreem Bija is the... There are many explanations of what the word Shreem means, where it comes from. We can't go into it, it's too long. But it is for Lakshmi. And then, when I came at that time, I had never thought of that there, is, that there should, is going to be such a deity. And Prahlad Maharaj is there. There has, to be a, there has to be a bija, there has to be a seed for Prahlad. There has to be a seed for Prahlad. So I looked, I was thinking in the Shastra, what does it say? In Haribhakti Vilas, there's a pramana, there's a proof in there. It says, if you have no mantra that you know, because normally we should take a mantra from an authorized place, we should get mantra in Guru Prampara, we should get mantra from Shastra, like that. So, uh, where is the mantra for Prahlad in Shastra? Where is the Bija mantra for Prahlad? I was thinking. So then I looked in Hari Bhakti Vilas, it says, if you don't find it, you have to take the first syllable, the first syllable of the name, and you have to add the Anashwara, which is the uh, um, nasal, pure nasal. Some people say mm, some people say mm. And then that will, be the, that will be the Bija Mantra. And then add to that the name of the deity in the dative case, Chaturti Vibhakti, Ekavachanam, singular. And then Namaha. Namaha means what? Namaha means na, ma, not me, ma. When I say mama in Sanskrit, it means me. Na, ma, not me, you. Respects not to me, but to you. Namaha. You know how people say namaste? Namaha. Te becomes man namaste with Sanskrit Sunday. Namaha, not to, not to me, to you. Namaste. So namaha means like that. Respects. So prahladaya, prahladaya is the dative case of prahlad. And we take pra, pra, and add anushwara, it becomes pram, pram, pram. Or as Swamiji likes to say, prang, right? Prang, ah. prang. <laughs> Sometimes you find in North India and especially in the Bengal region the Anushwara will be pronounced like mm -hmm, mm. that's why you hear people say sing singha, right? Some people in South sometimes say simha, simha. So either way, no, no, no problem, no problem. No problem. No, no problem, no problem. No problem like that. So 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 pram prahladhaya namaha. Pram prahladhaya namaha. This will be the Mula mantra from the Seed comes the root. When the seed grows, the plant makes a root. The root mantra comes from the seed mantra. So first in Mantra Shastra, the first thing to learn is the seed. Next, learn the... What is the seed for Krishna? Who knows? Swamiji knows. The clean, clean, clean. There's so much we can talk about clean. So you'll hear, sometimes you'll hear the Pujaris, Shreem, Reem, Kleem. They'll be doing so many things. Om, 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 Um, Um, Um. 
like this. So th this is the first. So you start out, don't start with the long mantras, please. There are thousand syllable Narasimha mantras. Don't, don't start with that. It'd be very difficult, you make a mistake, you have to go back to the beginning. Start with one syllable at a time, right? Shom, 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 shrim, 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 pram, 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 like this. Then work to the Mula Mantra, the root mantras, Pram Prahladaya Namaha, Shrim Shriyaya Namaha, right? Shom Narasimhaya Namaha, like that. And then if you get really fancy and you learn a little bit of Sanskrit or you talk to the Pujaris, they combine them, right? Shrim Shrom Lakshmi Narasimha, Bhyam Namaha, Lakshmi and Narasimha. Then we want to add Prahlad also, or we can say Pram. Pram Shrom Prahlad Narsingabhyam Namaha. Or if we want all three of them together, we say Pram Shrim Shrom Prahlad Lakshmi Narsingabhyam Namaha. Right? We have to know the, the, way, the proper way to pr uh, put them together in Sanskrit, right? Simple Sanskrit. And then we can combine them all, all the worship of all three, like that. So this is a Mula Mantra. After that, we get longer mantras, we get Gayatri mantras, we get. We get Anastup mantras, right? Gayatri mantras, 24 syllables. Anastup mantra, 32 syllables. Then we get 108 syllables. These are called mala mantras. Everybody has a mala, has 108 beads. So the mala mantras have 108 syllables. After that, we get 1,008 syllables. We get so many syllables like that. And we, and we have to learn how to wear the syllables, how to, how to, how to immerse ourselves in the mantra. We should meditate on the meaning of the mantra when we use the mantra. Because mantra is not just parrot that we say it. And we say it, you know, while we're driving, we say it. But we have to watch the road. No, we say it, but we have to say it with intention. So the dhyana mantra, there's a dhyana mantra to get us in the right mood. And then there are all sorts of, you see the pujaris, they do all the sorts of nyasas. Because we cannot touch the deity. We are not pure enough to touch the deity. Only the deity can touch himself. So we cover our hands with the deity's mantra. We cover our bodies with the deity's mantra. Then we are wearing the armor of Narasimha and we can touch him. Because he only touches himself. Here he is sitting on himself. Underneath, underneath this deity is a yantra, this two-dimensional deity. Two-dimensional yantra of Narasimha. So Narasimha sits on Narasimha because there's nothing more pure than Narasimha. And he must sit on the purest thing, so he has to sit on himself, like that. So all of these things are found in Mantra Shastra, and Swamiji's are here to guide you, to guide you in the Mantra Shastra, especially about Hare Krishna Ma Mantra. There's so much, so much to know, like that. At the same time, it is very, very simple for the simple. Don't think... Don't go out from here and think, oh, I have to do all these things. Swami said, no, no. Right? Because there are no rules and regulations for the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Right? Idi Sodasakam Nam Nam Kalikalma. In the Kalishantra Upanishad, it says this is the easiest way. The easiest way. Really easiest way. So there are many, if you want to follow all the rules and regulations and do things, you can do that. And of course, you have to, you should try to avoid all offenses and everything like that. But even if you don't, it's going to work. It'll work. Don't worry. Don't worry. Because what does Lord Krishna say? Lord Krishna says, Sarva Dharaman Parichaja, right? Mahamekam Shanambaja. So he says, give up, give up everything and just surrender to me. Right? I'll protect you. Don't worry. Lord Narasimha is saying the same thing. I'll protect you. 
right? That's what he's done with Prahlad. And if the Supreme Lord will take time out from his eternal leelas to protect one little boy, he will certainly protect us. He will certainly protect us. He'll protect us. Right? So, Mami come, Shranambaja. We surrender unto him, he'll protect us. Right? I'll purify you. You're all sinful. You'll be purified. All your sins will fly away. Right? I will grant you liberation. You will go back to God in no doubt, is what he's saying. No doubt. In the future, it's a future tense. He's not saying I'm doing it right now for you. Right? Still, you have a lot of devotional service to do. But he's, but he's saying, I promise, I promise. Right? Maharaj also gave Rama's promise. Krishna has made a promise. Rama has made a promise. Narasimha has made a promise. They're all making these promises. Right? You will go back to Godhead. You will go back to Godhead. And what does he finish off? He says, Mahasujaha, Mahasujaha. What does it mean? Don't worry. Don't worry. Be happy. Right? <laughs> Yes, this is what this is is a song, but it's a copyright infringement from the Lord because He is the one who first said it. He is the one who first said it, right? Some maybe we should sue. I don't know. But the point the point is that that sometimes we worry. Oh, this is so difficult devotional service, but it can be so easy. So don't go for the difficult mantras. Don't go for the difficult pujas. Don't go for the you know, later on, later on, if you want to do those things, that's fine. There'll be people around to, sh to show you. There's always somebody who wants to do the difficult way, right? Prabhupada said, you can touch your nose like this, or you can touch your nose like this, <laughs> right? So there's always somebody who wants to do it like this, right? Just to show you that he can do it, right? But, uh, but it's not necessary. We can do everything the easy way. That is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did. He came and gave the easy way. So well, let's take advantage of the easy way. Lord Narasimha is here for the easy way. So although we've heard of all these uh, wonderful mantras like Ugramviram and Abhishta, Abhaya, Abhaya, Bhushta, Om, Shom, right? There's some techniques for this. Start off with easy, easy. Hare Krishna Maha Mantra is the easiest, all right? No rules and regulations. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. See, I should have just started with that and that would have been everything. Right. Thank you, Swami. So, Hare Krishna, thank you so much. Uh, really, uh, we learned uh, so much. I saw even your notepad uh, was becoming filled with notes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm now looking a little bit at the time. Um, uh, somehow it's, yeah, breakfast is also there. And I see our one Swamiji getting restless. Uh, okay, then let us do like this. Let us complete here the lecture by lovingly calling out. Because we have a full program still coming, so lovingly calling out, Sina Singadeva ki jai, Sina Singadeva ki, Sina Singadeva ki jai, Go Pramanandi, Hari Hari Bo.